1: Uh, I guess where we are right now. What are your overall thoughts on how the season played out? Obviously, injuries are a big part of it, but uh what are your it's takeaways that final? Season?
2: Yeah, I mean, so it's you know, obviously not the season we had hoped for. Um injuries are certainly a part of it, but I think that you know, the other part, you know, it's it should always start with self-reflection also. And that'll be these next, you know, the beginning of the summer study where um, you know, you can as the head coach, you know, you can take the you can take the easy way out and say injuries, but the bottom line is we could have played better too. You know, it's not like we knocked it out of the park every night. So uh this the study, uh excuse me, from all of it, you know, uh how we played offensively, how we played defensively. Um this is a time where you can go slower. You know, you can watch more. You know, the assistants all have projects to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, to me, that's that's how you do it. You know, if you look at the like, I'll give you an example is Bud. So when he was in Atlanta, when he was in, and he does the same thing in Milwaukee. He's one of the guys I always watch them play in uh, in training camp. And you can always see he's always got one or two big things that he's changed. You know, a couple of years ago was their help defense and it's study Um, because you can get, uh you know, you can, or you should get better if you'll spend the time in the summer to just sit, watch and figure stuff out, you know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of other guys, too. I just, you know, like for me with him um you know being in the same you know division when they were there it, it hit me right away like the first year like you know what well you know suppose I done that you know Miami's always kind of been ahead of the curve with they played zone more than most of us they used to blitz more than a lot of us and so there are a lot of things like that that certainly we have to look at Steve is uh what would you walked into what you thought
1: you were going to have and maybe you uh... a she ended up having a little different thing with the Miles Bridges situation. How how did it not happen at all the season, Because uh, what happened, impact this team?
2: Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to re, you know if you can really. Uh, you know, I you know, how you can really gauge that, you know. Um, obviously he was he was the high scorer, he was the best rebounder, you know. So it's definitely has an impact. I would say then you look at the other thing. So it gave PJ a chance to be an every night starter, um, I think which was a positive thing for him, you know, and and um a good chance for also for us to evaluate him playing against starters every night in that position. Um you know, other guys got more time too. Um and you know, as you guys know, listen, basketball is a game where you know it starts at the top of your roster. You know, so when you lose a guy who's top two, top three player, it's a big deal. It's hard to uh it's hard to um, you know, it's harder to win now my thing is and this is also one of the things i want to study one of the things that steve kerr and his staff did when steph and clay and those guys were out were they stayed with how they played and if you watch them now all those guys looney and all these younger guys that played that year and year plus when they were not winning at all but you see them now when they're playing with those guys their execution is super high. And, you know, they added some things too, you know, but I think watching him, uh, you could see this year when they all got back together, their execution is was super high, even sometimes when all three of those guys weren't on the floor. So hopefully there'll be some of that with you know the the bigger roles that some of the other guys had too. And then a second,
1: you know, with a potential salary team. How does that impact you
2: guys, of at, at all, as the coaching staff? Can, can, can plan? Yeah, for me, you know what? You guys know this because as you got, you know, we're the same, right? As you go on in your career, if this was eight years ago and I'd been a head coach one year, it's different than where I'm at now. You know, uh, I will say, like, I, the one thing this year, even though it was tough and, you know, I love being the head coach again. You know, I didn't even realize how much I missed it. And I enjoyed the the year in Brooklyn and all that. But, you know, I like having a team. I like being in charge of it. I like trying to figure out how you can have positive days. Uh, So, obviously, I hope nothing happens because I want to coach again next year. But I've also been around this league long enough to know that uh, don't ever be surprised by anything that happens. You guys know that. That's pro sports. So, um, you know, I'm gonna start studying, you know, trying to figure out what things we can do to improve. The summers, the summer's about improvement everywhere. You know, we're gonna have good opportunity for external improvement. Oh, you know, hopefully we get lucky, you know, with the draft or what pick we get. And then what we do control as a coaching staff is our internal improvement. And that's not just skill development. You know, that's the misconception. Is it's not just uh guys shooting better, handling the ball better, coming up with a new move. That's a big part of it too, but it's also how you play the team part of it. And that that's the study part. So that's what I'll be concentrating on.
1: In terms of the degree of difficulty, in implementing your defensive structure, it seemed like after the all-star break is when you guys really started to kind of amp up that intensity, but then players started getting injured and the lineup started changing, how would you rate the degree of difficulty of having to kind of almost re-implement that with the numbers once they're back full again during
2: the offseason? Yeah, well, I will think that one thing going into next year with the majority of the guys, the the continuity part is always always important. So, um, you know, we are, look, we were before and we are now. We're more aggressive with our half-court coverages than most teams are. You know, we double-team a lot more. Uh, I just think the way the game has changed, you can't can't sit back in a hole and watch, you know, the Tatums, the Durants, the Doncic's. You can't just let them play, you know. So that's how we're going to play. I think you can do it without opening up the court, uh, which actually our guys have a good feel for and did a good job with. So we had a number of games um, where we were both able to... I would say at least keep uh primary scores somewhat off balance and not open up the basket. And uh now, with that being said, a lot of that is Mark Williams, Nick Richards. You know, um, when we were really good defensively, and we had stretch of like whatever, uh, I think whatever, like uh I believe we're nine and eight, the first 17 games right after the all-star break. And in that stretch, you know, we're like second or third in defense. And a big part of it is just those two guys. They're big. Uh, Mark is very smart. Nick is physical. Um, they anchor the basket. You can change coverages with them on the floor because they can really move. And, uh, you know, that was part. The other part was our perimeter defense, just guarding the ball got a lot better as the season went on and we were bad at it early in the year. And again, the way people are playing now, if you can't guard your guy a little bit, you know, you better be like 25 a night, you know, because, you know, you're going to watch now in these playoff series, you guys know this, you know, if you, you can't be a regular season team, you know what I mean? You know, this, this league's all about winning in the playoffs. Right. And Guys that can't guard their man now, we're five out, four out, one in. It crushes you, crushes you. It doesn't matter how smart they are. So if you're not gonna be able to guard your guy, like you better be terrific offensively.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
3: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
1: way, the organization, speaking of marketing, and how much comfort does it bring to you that absent getting a veteran big in here, that that position is somewhat solidified with those two guys both on their heels and both playing the way that they did at the same
2: time. Yeah, well, I, what what I've told them both is it's an opportunity. You know, I do think you have to be also and this is where the study comes in. You have to be careful about you know, these last 20 games of the season. There are more organizations over the years that make mistakes because you know, you get guys that play well And, let's you know, they're not they're not meaningless games for the players, but they're not the same as playing as if you're playing to try to get in. You know, our first year in Orlando, to give you an example, I don't know what the record was, but I think we had the first or second best record, like the last 35 games of the year. And so not only did we make the playoffs, but we learned like, you know, I remember Jeff Waltman said, this is how you learn about your team. Cause every night was life or death. You know, we had to, to get in and we played our way in. And not only did we learn about some of the younger players, we learned about the veteran players who hadn't played in those type of games we didn't play in those type of games so i do think you have to temper everything uh and again take your time and look at it you know we have one thing that stinks about not playing in the playoffs it's a long off season you know just having that one if you just play in the first round it's another two two and a half weeks of and those are the games you learn from and you know they are more taxing, and it changes the off season for everybody. So, um, but you know all of that goes into the planning too. You're
1: talking about
2: top end of the roster, so you have a one in eight chance, roughly, of getting number one pick. How significant would that be in the world? Oh, I mean, potentially. You know, I've never. Well, you know, I mean, whatever I've never seen those guys play. Whatever we would pick, whatever, but no, I mean, from what I understand, is the top of the draft this year is obviously potentially game changing. You know, whether it's one year, two years, whatever. At the very least, what I would think, and again, I haven't had time to, you know, I'll start watching those guys a little bit too. But at the very least, I would think that those guys at the top would provide either start or provide good depth right away, you know, immediately. And, uh, you know, so that's, you know, the other thing I do. And you hit me because I wrote this down yesterday. The depth part to be a good regular season team has changed a little bit, in my opinion, because guys don't play 82 games anymore. And the more I'm watching how we're doing things, it's always been important like for instance to have a third string guy that can play if a guy goes down to have a ba- you know a, a backup guy that's good enough to play against starters i actually think it's even more so now cuz guys don't play as many games so you are having to play your backups against starters more nights or your third string guys against second string guys and that's one thing that i have liked about watching You know, some of our, you know, like JT Thor, for instance, he's been really hurting. So he hasn't been able to participate in the practices at all the last week and a half. Um, I think a lot of guys wouldn't have played. He played yesterday. I wouldn't say he was limping, but he was hurting. He never asked to come out. And then he hits a big shot and he plays well. You know, I don't think he he's not going to be a rotisserie guy, right? He's not going to be the guy. He's not going to be 19 and night or this and that, but you're going to win. You have to have guys like him, you know, and I think he's going to bring in tangibles. But the fact that 20 years old, he did that and never. Never was there a question about whether or not he was going to play where a lot of guys in this league wouldn't do that anymore. So I think those are some of the things that you can learn too. And he was the one I was, excuse me, thinking of because even at 20, he has the size, plus he's smart. We execute when he's on the floor. You could play him against good players, and I think he's going to be fine, especially after another summer of lifting and growth like that.
1: What's the next level for team? What's the next step to get you? you What's the playoff like, the situation? Like obviously, you can also last, I think, 50 rounds of playoff tournament right, in seven years. How do, you,
2: how do you? break that? Well, you got to have a great off season, you know. And and I, I think that again, you, you will have every team will have a chance for internal development, which is you know individual skill work like that. We'll have summer league. Um, And then it's the study part, you know, what, what can we add, what we can change about how we play to make it better for the players too. And then we also have, you know, really good opportunity for the external development, you know, the draft, uh, whatever comes with the draft, you know, we have five draft picks um, or whatever else pops up trades, free agency, whatever. So I, I think that's what it is. And obviously the goal has to be, you know, to make the playoffs. I mean, that's what that's what this whole thing is about. I mean, um, uh, which gets back to the same thing, though, is to make the playoffs and be able to play well, you got to be good at both offense and defense. You have to be able to play. You, you know, I try to think, I told them last week because they get sick of me saying it to them, but they'll tell you my number one message from day one because it's just fact is this. You have to have a team game which gives you a chance to win every night in this league. And if you don't want to defend and just try to outscore everybody, you might be good enough to win some games you're going to get at the end of the year. And these games we're going to start watching tomorrow night, you're not going to be there. You have no shot. You have to build a game from day one where you defend and you play offense well. And that just gives you a chance. And I would say if you're top 10 in one and top 15 in another, That's where most of the good teams are. You know, we lost last time we played in the playoffs here, we lost the seven game series to Miami, and I believe we were ninth and ninth or ninth and 10th, you know, one in offense, one, I think we're ninth in offense, 10th in defense or something like that. And, you know, they were like eighth and ninth, you know, I mean, that's what you have to get to, but you have to have a game uh, where guys can play at both ends of the floor and Look at, if you want to look at deeper into the playoffs, rarely does a team win that's, you know, not top 10 in both or very close, you know.
1: Because of all the injuries, how much of that force you to play guys out of their goal this season? And because of that, what are the benefits and the detriments to you know, evaluating this offseason because guys were such a different goal with all the infrastructure?
2: guys you have to see? Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's the whole challenge for sure. Yeah, you have to be. Okay, so, even I would say this watching this, you know, with all the younger guys here playing together, right, is some of the problem areas, like the turnovers, for instance. And I want to say this the right way. I mean, part of the problem was they were playing with each other. You know, they weren't out there with Gordon Harry, Terry Rozier, Mello. You know what I mean? Where they're being asked to do a lot more than they normally would in an NBA game. So we're playing a team like Toronto. Those are huge games for them. And they're playing against Van Vliet and Barnes and Siakam. And they're just you have you're forced to ask them to do things that they're not ready to do at this stage of their career. So it doesn't mean that they're not, they don't have potential, they can't be good players. And I think that's a big part of this you know it's just like you could go the other way go back through the last say 20 years the guys that play with lebron right they play great somebody gives them a big contract and all of a sudden they get there and they say damn this guy's not as good as he looked when he was with lebron amazing how that works you know you know the guys that played with steve nash yeah they're open all the time stoddermeyer rolled you had to do something they were open they make the shot they get traded and all of a sudden they're like jesus you know, this guy lost his step here, you know, so I think it works both ways.
1: <laughs> what, what was your challenge to the team? And like, what did you tell them to, I guess, after season go? Like, what do you want to do this offseason with them individually to make sure they're
2: better? Yeah, so I, I told them, I, you know, um, the guys meet, I'm sure you guys know, you know, the guys meet with Mitch and Buzz today and talk about the season and all that. And I don't, I don't do that. I never have. I um, I need time, I want to be able to sit down with them and say, map out your summer, these are the priorities, this is what I think you should be doing, this is what I see, you know, I'll take some of them to lunch, some to dinner, some would sit in my office uh, and like that. So it's just not um, bang, 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 you know, so I can, you know, I have some time to think about that, right? The one message I gave them yesterday was this, Is for from my experiences, your season next year is all set up by your summer. Most of the time, when guys have breakout years, I don't care how old you are, have breakout years is because they have a breakout summer. That they spend an extra twenty minutes a day in the weight room. They do this, and I mean all of it. Sometimes it's diet for these guys. Sometimes the young guys have to change the way they live. Whatever it is, but it's set up. And the other one, and I. You know and they the other guys were shaking their head it's not just the younger guys <laughs> you know i mean everybody you know i saw i'm not going to tell you about one of my favorite managers the other day they were getting on him about not not bringing up younger players after and and he said one of the things that fans like they always like the guys that are in triple a because they haven't disappointed them as much yet so we have veteran players here who are hitting 270 and they're good players. And I know they're not that those guys aren't going to be good, but that is the way it happens. And if you want to look even here, uh, Al Jefferson, had his best year here. Marvin Williams had his best years here. Batum had his best years here. Kemba, obviously. Jeremy Lamb had his best years here. Those guys weren't 21, 22. But what they did in all of those situations is they had great summers. Great summers, okay, where they were here most of the time. They worked, they got in great shape. You know, Al was 13 all NBA that one year here, but he killed himself. He had a great, great summer. And that's the way it works no matter how old you are, not just the younger guys, the older guys also.
1: Steve, something just you know, happens <laughs> time again in the NBA is, you know, the, the star player isn't winning, he wants to go somewhere else for a game.
2: How important is it? Well, first, I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that. First, they fire the head coach, then he does it. Yeah, no, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we if we really want to be factual about how the NBA works, yeah, no. First, they yeah. one or two head coaches, then they leave. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I just want to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: uh, how important is? I mean, Lavelle has been here three years, and, and he's a cornerstone.
2: He's how important is it to, to put guys around him into critical. Absolutely, because as as upbeat and everything as he is, and he is fun to be around. He's been a joy to coach so far. Um, But, and, you know, Mike can speak to this, Brian, because they see him in that locker room. He handles losing. It's it's, it's harder for him than almost any of them. We have a couple guys that losing really bothers, you know, but we've had a couple nights where, and there's three three guys in there that do this where, you know, I'll get the 1230 texts like, am I bad? I'm sorry. You know, I should have done better. And he's done that a couple of times. He badly wants to win. Um, I think he loves it here. I think he loves the city. I think he loves the organization. I think he really enjoys his teammates, but for sure. and And also when you're at his level, you know there are certain expectations. You know, you know he's going to be compared to the other point guards, and I don't have to list them that are his age. You know that have had not incredible playoff success, but they've had some. So I think it's important for his career also. And just to follow up,
1: it, are you, can you give us a, kind of a medical update. when, when is he going to start to run? He's going to be able to start to play basketball. Is he going to be ready for training?
2: Oh, I think I think the training camp part. I'd feel to- that he should be by training camp actually like hundred percent. I think his, you know, so far everything's gone well. He's ve- he's diligent with his treatments. He's been good. You know, he went on our last two trips, uh, so he could be around the team more. But uh, I think he's actually ahead. You know, and-, and Joe and these guys are great. They're all over this. So I-, I think that all of it so far is very positive.
1: Follow up on that. What are some of the medical updates for the guys? How many of these injuries are nagging, like prevent Cody we have able to see? What's kind of the technical attendance of the other guys getting themselves back to full go?
2: Yeah, I think the majority of them, the other guys, um, Terry, Gordon, Kelly, uh, those guys are not far away. Um, you know, Mello, obviously, PJ, not far away. Uh, Cody's still, you know, kind of up in the air a little bit, you know, which is obviously he's a big piece, too. You know, he brings a lot to a team. And, uh, you know, that's the one, if there's a positive about having a long out season, we have time to do it. And, again, I mean, Joe is so thorough and and uh, on top of these guys that when you're around them, it makes you feel confident that th- those guys will get there.
1: You were a fan and saw uh, a 27 win team this year. What signs of hope would you have for next year that they
2: can make a chance? Uh Yeah, well, I, I would hope that they would, uh, as a fan, that they would, um, and I'm a coach, so I look at it differently. You know, look at, we did play a lot better as the year went on. We made good progress that way. I think that I thought the guys showed good character. And this has nothing to do with coaching. Nothing. Is, you no. Know, being on a team is just like, you know, you guys work with other people, right? You know, your culture is who you work with. It's not the guy that's in charge. You know, it's a big Belichick thing is, you know, your culture isn't how I coach him. It's who we have. In that part, I thought our guys did a great job. You know, we could have, we could have uh, stopped playing. They never did. Um, we practiced well all year. Actually, our practices got better and better. Our shootarounds got better and better. Uh, and that says a lot about those guys, you know, and who they are. And then the one thing I would say is that uh, you know, especially if we have everybody back again. We have a lot of pieces. You know, there's not a lot of guys like Mello out there, you know, and um he only got to play whatever 35, 36 games. But you know, he too, and, and I will say this, he took a big step defensively. Um his defense was much, much better at the time uh that he got hurt. Um so have a guy like him, I thought Gordon you know, was terrific the last few games that he played. And Gordon really played well with the game on the line. You know, Terry's, Terry had a good year. Terry's numbers are very misleading because his numbers, when he got to play with both Melo and Gordon were, uh, if you want to look at his three-point shooting and his two-point efficiency, were really good. He just had to play so many games where, you know he's the primary scorer he's gotten the other team's best player and they're double teaming him every time and we needed him to score. Um so you know that hurts what his numbers would look like. But I he too he had a very good year. So there's pieces here and and um you know then then again I'll also say this I tell the players this all the time our responsibility is to give the fans confidence that we can win. That's what the NBA is all about. So that when we start next year, hopefully we're healthy, we're playing well at both ends of the floor. Uh, Because I do know this, if we win here, the fans are a huge plus, huge. Good, thank you, thank you.